Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I am Brianna. And you guys, we are back with another episode review uh, in more of a timely manner? Um, a, a little bit. I mean, we're, we're moving toward being back. I think right now we're um, semi-achieving back adjacent. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, almost getting there. Um, we're both busy. You're waiting on some news from work that uh, hopefully will free you up a little bit more. And, oh. um, you know, season four is less than three months away. No. Two and a half. About two and a half months. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Eighty some odd days. Isn't oh, my that crazy? God. It's, it's exactly two months from Halloween. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know it. You know what's funny? What's that? Is that it, 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 it's gone from being New Year's Eve to being the day Cobra Kai comes out in my brain. Yeah. Like the first thing I think of is Cobra Kai. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And that holiday that we've been having since we were cavemen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this, Cave this people. True. Cave people. Sorry. That's right. Don't want to offend anybody. Right. Um, we are recapping episode 306 titled King Cobra. Uh, this one was directed by Steven uh, Suchita. I believe that's how I pronounced it last time. And uh, the teleplay is by Joe Piorelli and also Luan Thomas. A uh, couple background guys in the first episode, uh, the scene at the bar where uh, Johnny's getting drunk. Yep. And, you know, um, the, the uh, writers up there in the writing room and executive producers and all this other stuff that, you know, isn't important at all. No, right, right. Definitely uh, not. Uh, and we have previously uh, interviewed them uh, last year. So if you guys want to check that out. Uh, we definitely want to get them back at some point to talk about season three. Um, yes. Again, we'll just kind of jump right into it. Um, as always, the synopsis is provided by uh, Amy. She writes, Daniel returns from Okinawa full of enthusiasm, which is quickly snuffed out when Amanda fills him in on the laser tag rumble. They tried to do the same thing by going to the police, only to find out that Kreese has taken out a restraining order against Amanda. Their only option left is nuclear. Meanwhile, at least 500 yards away from Amanda at all times, Kreese makes the rounds in Reseda recruiting new students. Hawk is shook to find that Kyler and Brooks are two of them. Everyone but Kreese is shook by the brutal beating Hawk unleashes on Brooks in class. Flashbacks throughout the episode give us insight on why Kreese is so unfazed by children beating uh, other children to a pulp. It shows us a glimpse of how he became indoctrinated in the no-mercy mindset. Johnny continues his version of rehab with Miguel and struggles with how to answer the question, What are you up to these days? Miguel is horrified by Johnny's social media etiquette and continues to provide, or, or rather prove, he has the patience of a saint by helping him construct the perfect Facebook profile. 
After a montage of shenanigans, Miguel finally snaps and calls Johnny out on his hypocrisy. By the end of their fight, Miguel is standing on his own for the first time since the accident. But more importantly, Billy Zabka's teen mag pinups are now canon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> As is the fact that Johnny oiled himself up for said photos. Yes, uh, yes. Grease him up, I, I, I believe, is a term he used. Uh, it, it it's just wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to ask Miguel to do it. So right. <laughs> um, giggled at, at several points through that. That was a very, very, very good synopsis. As always, yes, yes, yes. Um, but I have to say yeah. that this one, what um, when the leaked titles came, you know, were were came out probably right around this time last year. Uh-huh. Um. And they, you know, had the list of them all, and um, this was, you know, King Cobra was in there, and I was like, that is the dumbest title. Why would they do that? Um, Yeah, I said that about all of them, and like nine of them were right. I think Cobra Dies was the only one that was wrong. Oh, interesting. I I don't even remember, because I don't don't look at the stuff, just because... Kind of like you, I, I just thought they were fake. Yeah, I mean, I, I I knew that the writers' lists were fake because they said that RMK wrote December 19th. Ah. Uh. But, um, yeah, this title definitely was, was right. Okinawa, um, Miyagi-Do was right, um, and The Right Path was right. I know those three were. Yeah. And now there's apparently another list of them floating around that I'm trying to avoid that people keep smashing my face in for some reason. Oh, yeah. I've avoided it. A lot of things are starting to come out. So you guys be careful out there. Yes. Yes. Everyone, please be careful. Social media with your blinders on. If you see something that looks like a spoiler, delete, 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 delete. Absolutely. Or just scroll really fast. Right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So let's get into it. Um, we start out in 1968 in Vietnam, and we have mail call. Uh, those are definitely the two sweetest words any anybody would you know love to hear when they're away from their family. Uh, Crease is looking at a photo of Betsy, 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 uh, and we meet Twig and Ponytail. Yep, um, getting ser- especially here with the with the helicopter taking off and all that um, kind of mash vibes uh-huh. um a little bit um like apocalypse now or um forest gump sure um and honestly actually a healthy dose of karate kid part 2 yeah, yeah maybe a little bit of we were soldiers oh god don't make me think about that movie i hate that movie no oh, because just... it ends the way it ends the way the real life thing ended, and I didn't want that. I didn't want him to die. Oh yeah, it's. I was like, "Where's my happy ending?" And my husband's like, "Um, it's a war movie. This is what started the Vietnam War." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's one of my favorites. I haven't seen it in a Oops. while, but uh, it was one of the few war movies that also showed what family life was like without their loved ones, you know, being being home. Yeah. There's, there's, there's really, there's two uh, war movies that I can't bring myself to watch again. Um, one is We Were Soldiers, and the other is Black Hawk Down. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And it's specifically for the gunshot scene. Okay. Um, with the bullet in the thigh. 
I vaguely remember. Um, he could feel them reaching for his artery, and he they couldn't find the end of it, and he knew he was going to bleed to death, and all he could do was sit there. Ah. Uh. And I hate that. I know that's what really happened, but that just like really messes with me. Yeah, the we were soldiers. I always think back about like the the guy who caught like a flare to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty violent stuff. Uh, definitely not in this uh, show, but uh, a no. so- well, not yet. No, uh, a sergeant tells Crease uh, to report to the command tent, and that uh, he doesn't say it right here, but uh, a Captain Turner is asking for him. Uh, we see the captain is punching on a bamboo dummy, and he tells Crease that his commanding officer uh, says that he's a go-getter. And he gives some examples of, like, walking point and joining ambush teams. Yeah. He said uh, – one thing that I will say for John Crease is he is a damn good soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they make a very good point of that. The military is where he belonged. Yeah. So – this Captain Turner, I, I think people do know who he is. So for him to go to Crease's commanding officer, basically is like, I need your best guys. I, I think uh, I think this means a great deal. Yeah, it, it, it actually kind of reminded me, weird as it may seem, completely disconnected um, because we never saw it. But um, Hannibal putting together the A-team. Yeah. Right. In Vietnam and, and finding B.A. and finding Face and finding Murdoch and finding Ray and putting them all together. You know, and this is what he it looks like he's wanting to do is he's wanting to set himself up an A-team that will go with him into the dangerous excursions. Yeah. And Kreese is definitely a good candidate because the captain wonders if he's got a death wish. But Kreese basically says fear doesn't exist in my dojo. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's 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 a repeat of the theme that we had going on with David, right? That I've been fighting my whole life. I'm yeah. damn sure not afraid of you. Right. Um, and here he is in Vietnam and in that same position. Um, he's still been fighting his whole life, and he's damn sure not afraid of them. Yep. And so. uh, Captain Turner says that he's recruiting uh, men for missions in North Vietnam, and that he will train Crease himself. Uh, says that he learned Tang Soo Do during the Korean War under Master Kim Soo Young, and mm-hmm. says he could even get commissioned in the field. So, and we know that will happen eventually. Right, and uh, we do get a little bit of the backstory here. Once again, the wiki is wrong. If you read it wrong, completely wrong. But um, it makes me wonder. I mean, obviously, um, you know these three. Um, Crease, Twig, and Ponytail are going to learn um, Tang Sudo in the style of Master Kim Soon Young from Captain Turner. And it makes me wonder then, do they at some point after, you know, all of this happens, do they go find Master Kim Soon Young and actually study under him? Yeah, not I, sure. I wouldn't think they would have time. Right, no. So it's just kind of the, the like, Miyagi-Do, right? right? Pa- Daniel down. is not yeah. Mr. Miyagi, but he's still passing down Miyagi-Do. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut to present day, and Kreese is making the rounds and looking for the best of the best to join his dojo. Uh, he's looking for strength, and they show Brooks in the weight room. Uh, determination, and we see Sarah in a basketball scrimmage. 
uh, and brutality. And we see Kyler in a wrestling match. And uh, I guess he's been telling everyone that he'll mold them into the ultimate weapon. And all they have to do is say that they're all in. I will vouch for, once again, being the mother of wrestlers, um, I will vouch for their ability to expand their fighting styles um, rather tremendously because my number two son not only was, you know, wrestling in state championships and state finals and all of this every year, he also, being a teenage boy, got into a couple of street fights and he won them all. So, there you go. If you can't afford martial arts training, be a wrestler. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got a brief scene here of Johnny in his apartment, and he's reading Allie's reply to him on Facebook, who asks what he's been up to these days. That is a very long Facebook message. Yes. And I like the way I like the way she words it. Um, now I don't even know the first thing about you. Who are you now? Your profile is pretty bare. What are you up to these days? Yeah, I think she's really curious. Yeah. I just, I like the fact that she recognizes that back then she knew everything about him. And now that they're adults, she knows nothing. Right. I mean, it it is pretty bare. Uh, you know, maybe she was trying to do a little Facebook stalking herself, but again, no content. Uh, Daniel arrives home from his business trip and is in a pretty good mood. Amanda clearly wants to tell him something, but he shows off some things he picked up for the kids. A uh, Rando Saru bag. Do you know what that is? A Rando Rando Saru. (laughs) Some some bag he picked up for Sam. I I, I was meeting, I, I was trying to, I was trying to remind myself to look it up, but I didn't get a chance to before we started recording. But oh, anyway, that's why oh, that's yeah. why he picked up for Sam. Is soy sauce no flavored idea. Kit Kat then, for Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's um, I've seen uh, YouTubers um that live in Japan or or that buy from Japan, uh, doing the you know taste tests on these. Uh-huh. Apparently, in Japan, they have like seventy five different flavors of Kit Kat. I believe it. It's like just tons of different flavors. Oh, and yeah. that's what he's holding there. You can see the Kit Kat written on the bag, and and uh, you know he's he's rocking the um, green pants, blue Hawaiian shirt, brown tweed jacket. So he's kind of starting to return to the Daniel can't dress himself. <laughs> right, because Frank. Um, um, <laughs> he uh, he calls for the kids, but Amanda tells him that they're at his mother's. To which Daniel questions why, and she says John Crease. Uh, I thought this was interesting that Sam is also over there, like with everything going on. I, I figured she would have been like, no, I need to, you know, I need to be with the the other students, the Miyagi-Do students. That's possible. But at the same time, I mean, this this poor little girl just had a nervous breakdown. That's true. At the hospital. Yeah, yeah um, you're right. So she may have been chomping at the bit to get the hell out of there. And we still don't even know where Lucille lives. <laughs> Does she live in New Jersey? Does she live somewhere else in LA? Does she live in Fresno? Does she where Fresno. You're is right. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because sometimes she comes over and it looks like she's not staying there. Then sometimes she comes over and she is staying there. And but they they make it obvious that they don't see her all the time because they're both so excited to see her. Um 
But then other times, you know, it's like she they're really comfortable around her and she's there all the time. So we have zero clue where yeah. the hell Lucille LaRusso lives. She, she's probably not even too far, uh, to be honest. Like my, my dad moved. Let me see here. It's October now. My dad has been living about 12 minutes away from me for the last five months. And I only just went to go see him today. So... Well, you also have that whole global pandemic thing going on that yeah, Lucille doesn't yeah, get. This is this is true. This is true. But I mean, obviously, wherever she is, she's far enough away that Amanda feels that Crease would not follow the children, right. or would not send Cobra Kai to follow the children, and you know she feels safe that that neither the kids nor Lucille will get hurt because they're far enough away. Right. Also, Daniel is very pretty when he's devastated. I'll just throw that out there. Oh, no, no surprise here. Uh, <laughs> we, we cut back to the Cobra Kai dojo where Mitch Stanley! Is... What? Stanley! Stanley. In the cage. Oh, right. I forgot the snake's name. I named the snake. Oh, okay. You I... don't remember Stanley? It's... When did we do episode three? <laughs> Oh, I named Stanley like a year and a half ago. He's the oh, end true. snake. He's the logo oh. snake. Ah, okay. All snakes it, are Stanley. It's It's been some time. Yes. Uh, I'll Mitch shut is, up now. Uh, Mitch is recapping the laser tag fight. Uh, Tori didn't think Hawk was going to break Dimitri's arm. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, she really didn't. And I, I like the look that we have. We've got very clear looks at the um, background cobras, and it looks like they're really starting to kind of, you know, blend into the fold like Dieter. You know, he's he's front and center right there with Mitch. Um, and then you've got, you know, Edwin and Dirk right there uh-huh. behind Hawk, you right. know, and they're all like in the inner circle. I like right. that. Uh, Hawk says that they got what they uh, what they deserved. So obviously, uh, we, we see the reaction on his face. He doesn't really believe that, right? Enter uh, the new recruits, and Mitch greets them as Chode Nose and Tate Breath. Yeah. Uh, Hawk tells Crease that he doesn't think they're Cobra Kai material, uh, but Crease says that he uh, that they're natural athletes. And at least one of them is a grown damn 30-year-old man from the looks of him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the guy okay. with the beard right behind Kyler yeah, yeah. does but not look like a child. He, he could be a uh, college student. You know, I mean, I don't think he's recruiting for the tournament yet. You know, it's just to add some muscle to Cobra Kai. That's true. That's yeah. true. He uh, Kreese addresses the class and says joining Cobra Kai is a privilege, not a gift, and new students must earn their spot. And it says that the uh, only the strong will survive. And we get a a shot here of Hawk looking back at Kyler, who's standing in the mm-hmm. back of the room. And that's a shot that we saw in the trailer where Eric was like, "Holy shit, Kyler's joining Cobra Kai!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the redheaded girl make it through? You know what? I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but my guess would be no. Well, we don't know who she fought. Sarah fights Tori and loses. Oh, okay. I what redheaded girl? There's a there's a little redheaded girl that looks oh, like that's in the um, back. Willow. Okay. Yeah, she looks like Willow from um, Buffy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think she made it. 
I'll have to keep an eye out for her later on as the as the season goes on. Yes. All right. Um, we go back to Johnny's apartment. Miguel is strapped to a harness and on some kind of pulley up on the ceiling here and collapse when Johnny lets go. Um, Miguel tells Johnny that Carmen uh, thanks him for taking him to the concert. Yeah, because he got him to smile. I'm just I'm I'm I was wondering through this whole thing, they did everything they could to make Sholo's legs look like little you know like sticks you know right. Um, I wonder if his legs are really that 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 there there's no way his legs are that skinny. I mean, it's probably the pants. Yeah, I think combination of the pants and the way the the harness is. Yeah, I think it's kind of pulling everything in, but it it does make it look like he's in, you know, serious recovery and and has nearly atrophied yeah. his leg muscles. So, uh, Miguel sees a message on Johnny's Facebook, and he tells him uh, it's the real uh, or it's the alley. Yeah, the alley. Tells Johnny that shorter messages are cooler. Uh, yeah, that's a wall of text he's looking at. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, do not send people wall of text DMs because they very quickly become TLDR and yeah. I think it was all caps too. All caps, wall of text, no punctuation. Uh, we find out that Johnny liked all of our photos <laughs> and it says that there's a button for exactly that, which He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but he's also very stalkery. So Miguel has a very good point here. He does, but you know, kind of. I guess it hit Johnny's defense. Like he's new to the whole technology thing. Right. So netiquette and protocol are. He's he doesn't even know they exist. Right. Uh, and he points out that. In her reply that uh, she'd used the emoji with the red cheeks and he asked, you know, is she getting hot or feeling hot? And Miguel says uh, he needs he needs some photos on his profile. Good idea. Good suggestion. I agree. I agree. We go back to the LaRussos and Amanda tells Daniel that Cobra Kai broke Dimitri's arm and Amanda suggests to go to the police. Which... Just a, a, a like four ringer or whatever um, foreshadowing. Daniel in this entire franchise has gone to the police exactly once. And they apparently laughed at him and told him to go away. So um, summoning the police doesn't seem to really work in this franchise, nor is it done nearly often enough in response to the crimes committed on a daily basis on this show. Right. <laughs> they, uh, they, they must be somewhere else. Right, right. So Kree says that uh, they must prepare for combat. Uh, Kyler recognizes Eli and thought he moved. Which actually makes a lot of sense. Because the last time we had seen Kyler with Eli was in the library. Correct. Right when he yeah. was making fun of him, and when he he threw Dimitri's backpack in the trash and all that. Yeah, with the with the then shake. Then the next time he saw him, yeah, the, the the next time he saw him was at the beach. Right, and that was Hawk. Yeah. Um, 
Kreese pairs up Kyler and Mitch, to which Mitch taps out, and Kyler finishes him. Yep. Mitch gets kicked out for losing to an untrained fighter, which, yes, but he's a wrestler. Right. And, I mean, it's it, it makes me... Actually, Mitch, I know, is supposed to be the bad guy, right? But I've never actually been able to dislike Mitch, mainly because even when he's trying to be bad, he's such a goofball. Kind of like when he says, no mercy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's such a goofball that he just cannot manage to be evil. Right. He tries, but he's just too lovable. Yeah, uh, Hawk tries to get his back, but Cree says he's not Cobra Kai material. Just throwing that back at Hawk. Yeah, and I have to agree with with Hawk here that that doesn't really make sense. Why trim? Why not have Kyler work with Mitch to make him stronger? I think, I mean, kind of like what Cree was saying, you know, uh, they, they have to earn their spot. It sucks, but I, I think Cree sees it, sees it as kind of... What is it? Weaving out the week or whatever? Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, 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 he's weeding. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's weeding his garden. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's what he's doing. So that kind of makes me wonder like, it, was that always his thing? You know, did, uh, well, maybe back in the day, like in the 80s, it, it wasn't like that, right? Because that was his Cobra Kai. So it was like right. he was trying to replace uh, somebody else's pupils. Right, right. No, and everyone who came through the door got accepted. Right. Uh, we flash back to Vietnam where Kreese is fighting Captain Turner. And he tells him, kill or be killed. Um, teaches him no mercy and never trust your enemy. Uh, so this is kind of where um, there's no bad student. You know, it's, it's the bad teacher. Right. But also... The situation being what it is, location being what it is, Captain Turner is preparing these boys to go out and be men and to right. run sorties into a foreign nation. Right. Um, into a sovereign nation. They were actually invading North Korea. Right. Um, so it, it is kill or be killed in that situation. Absolutely. You, even if the if if the kid facing you down, you know, looks 12. It doesn't matter if he's got a gun on you. It's kill or be killed and it sucks. And this was the situation they were in because we were fighting a guerrilla war (laughs) and we were shooting all the wrong people. So, yeah. Um, A slow drive. I I don't know what rank he is, but uh, they gave him the name of Hermit. Uh, he gives a letter to Captain Turner, to which Captain Turner advises him uh, not a word to Crease as he's uh, as Crease is looking at a picture of Betsy. Ah, uh, yeah. So, w- what are we thinking here? She passed away. She's pregnant. Um, my first thought was that she was pregnant during this episode. Um, as I stumble all over myself to try to avoid giving spoilers for the future. Um, at this point. I thought that, you know, don't tell him he's got a kid on the way because then it'll give him something extra to fight for and it'll throw his balance off. And, you know, it, 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 he's he's right. You know, he'd, he'd lose his head because he'd be focused on the baby constantly and trying to get home to the baby. That's what I thought originally. 
Yeah. And it looks like, okay, we've got a green beret here and three, what's three pips on the collar? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to see it. Uh, oh, it's, you, it's you talk the about three, chevrons? The, the yeah, three it's chevron? three chevrons. Uh, it's a sergeant. Okay, so okay, he is a sergeant. So, so Sergeant Herbid. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, obviously something tragic. Uh, any news like that from back home, I, I could definitely understand Captain Turner's point of view. Yeah, bad news or good news, either one. If it's a major life-changing event, it's something that he's not going to want Kreese knowing about. Right. Uh, let's see. We cut to Johnny and Miguel, who uh, Johnny hands Miguel some photos of him from Amy's collection. Miguel asks if there's anything. From Amy's collection, did yeah. you just say? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, the pictures say Billy Zapka on it, so. I mean, they really do. Um, they just do. the one. Just oh, the one yes. up in the corner. Yes. Um. I, I, why, why, why did we need these? <laughs> why? Uh, well, let's see. Miguel asks if there's anything of him with a shirt on, and he hands him right? hands him one with a tank top. <laughs> uh, 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 cut open tank top that's not covering his nipple. Sure, um, sure. I, I, I love. I both love them and hate them. For because you that fourth wall. It, it it if it ever existed now definitely no longer does right um unless you know johnny used to strip under the name billy zapka <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah uh which from the looks of those pictures he probably did yeah uh miguel what he actually had in mind was something more contemporary and that's the end of that scene yeah Contemporary, like adult, like normal people with your clothes on, and I'm not going to oil you up. <laughs> uh, we cut to Daniel and Amanda at the police precinct. Uh, and she or they are trying to file a restraining order against Crease, but finds out there's an emergency protective order uh, that had already been filed, but against Amanda. It was reported that she went to Crease's place of business uh, after hours and she was enraged. <laughs> Poor Daniel. Yeah, I like this too because uh, Officer Thompson here, he he asked, did you hit him? And Amanda, who's like staring at the ground, she looks like a teenager who just got caught doing something like really bad. You know, like yep. when your life flashes before your eyes. Right. <laughs> like, oh, shit. This is coming out. Like, I, I didn't want to tell him this, but yeah, he, he, here we are. Well, yeah, because she's been giving him how much crap for the last year about he was getting violent and he was getting mean and he was obsessed with John Kreese and Cobra Kai and she's got no leg to stand on anymore for that argument. Right. Uh, Daniel calls Kreese a liar, but Amanda says, uh, the story is missing a lot of context. (laughs) So she is a little unbalanced here and uh, I'm kind of here for it. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. Cause she usually, she never is. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why that slap was such an amazing thing, because Amanda was not out of control. Right. She was not. She knew exactly what she was doing. Uh, She just wasn't expecting Crease to go to the police, seeing as how at no point in the last 35 years has anyone ever gone to the police, despite all the criming. Yeah, uh, because Daniel usually wants to talk it out. Right. 
Uh, Amanda continues to say that he's a menace and deranged, but the offer, officer counters that he's a Vietnam vet and that those guys went through a lot of turmoil uh, and that the mental health stigma is real. Well, I'm I'm not going to argue that. Um, I've taken, I mean, I've, I've taken that position myself. Yeah. Man has PTSD. Not yeah. going to argue with that. He's right. also still a murderer yes. and a child abuser. Yes. So... Uh, he has, uh, they have to stay, or she has to stay away from him at least 50, 500 yards. And as they leave, Amanda has another idea, uh, but it's a nuclear option and she, she doesn't like it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, because she's now getting into, um, season one, episode five, Daniel territory here. Right. Um, getting Zarkarian to raise the rent Daniel here and he is looking after her kind of lost and like like he doesn't know what she's getting ready to do you know yeah even though it's the kind of stuff that he himself was doing less than a year ago we go back to the Cobra Kai dojo and Tori is sparring with Sarah uh, finishes her off with a kick to the face uh, chipping her tooth uh, says that she needed braces anyway. And I thought this was very interesting to see Sarah restrained. You know, like, I was recruited. You know, I was brought in here, and this girl kicks me in the face and chips my tooth, and I'm supposed to be okay with it. You right. know what I mean? Like, I would have been pretty upset and probably walked off. Like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I, don't think... But she was a basketball player. Right. Well, I mean... She, she was, was an aggressive basketball, basketball player. Yeah. But... Basketball is not meant to be a contact sport, and it's obvious that when she plays it, it is. Um, so she probably plays basketball dirty, but not quite dirty enough to take Tori on. Um, in a, in a uh, in a sparring, right match. Uh, Crease calls on Brooks, and immediately Hawk wants him. Uh, I, I I love this little Kyler's get him lip, you know. <laughs> The first time I saw that, I, I laughed my ass off because it's it's just you see Hawk saying, you know, he's mine, and then it just pans over to like Joe Sell's face. He's just like, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they neither one have any idea what's coming. Brooks is laughing. Yeah. Dancing around. You know, well, like he knows what's coming. He waves off Dieter, who was keeping point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, put the flag down. No disqualifications, no points. And Hawk goes to town on Brooks. Uh, clearly oh hard God. for everyone to watch. Uh, Creasy's the only with one both, who's doing it. With both hands. Like, he, his right arm gets, or his left arm gets tired, so then he starts in with his right, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he and, knees him in the uh, ribs at one point. Yeah, and I don't even, I mean, I know Jacob described to us, told us how, you know, um, he and Hito um, filmed that, right? With the, the constant, just boom, 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 boom. Right. Imagining that mat that he was punching, <laughs> being someone's face. Right. And again, Brooks, a lot like Mitch, the goofball that you're not supposed to like at all, but he's still really kind of lovable because he knows what the object of a preposition is and why it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. Um, and I just when he when he stands up and you see the blood literally dripping off his fingers. So I think it's more. Stop. 
Yeah, I think it's more horrific that we never see Brux's face. Right. What did he look like? Probably flattened to the ground, like a. Pancake. Oh my god! I mean, he had to go to the hospital after that. That's not a beating that you can just shake off the next day. No, not at all. Uh, we heard from Jacob that he improvised a spit. So there you go. Which is perfect. The the, the spit falling in slow motion. Yep. Uh, and he stares at Kyler as he walks back to his spot. So you you mentioned it. You know, like what what does Brooks look like? Crease calls it a day and asks someone to pick him up. So clearly right. he was in no condition to lift himself up with his own power. Right. And and uh, Kyler looks absolutely mortified. Yeah. So kind of like what I was saying about Sarah, you know, she just took the chipping of her tooth. If I was Kyler and Brooks is my boy, I would have tried to stop. Like, is this Cobra Kai dojo, is it that serious that you're not going to stop your friend from getting beat to a pole? I, I, see, I, I don't know, because even Tori was kind of standing off to the side looking, you know, horrified by what was going on. Um, Kyler looks both horrified and angry, like he wants to stop it, but he knows he's not allowed to. But uh, maybe if he's doing that to Brux, Kyler could also be on the receiving end of that, too. I Very suppose. true. I don't know. Very true. But, I, you know, then position. you've got, yeah, you've, you, you've got Kyler established as very much a self-centered, you know, kind of character. And he, so far, is the only one that has passed the test to stay. So is he going to risk that for Brooks? At 17? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, and if I were Brooks, I'd, I'd probably stop being friends with Kyler for not helping me out. Oh, hell yeah. This, that, this would be the end of the friendship right here. Yeah. So I guess we'll kind of see if, if Brooks returns. Yeah. And what he looks like. I mean, because Kreese didn't say pick him up. He said pick that up. Yeah. Ooh. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God. Um, that used to be a child. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we get a montage of Miguel taking pictures of Johnny in fun poses. And oh, was, my God. They're so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I was going to look it up, but I forgot. Uh, kind of like the, the bag that, that Daniel brought from Okinawa. But uh, The Queen of Hearts, are you familiar with this book at all? Never heard of it. Neither uh, have I. I'm assuming uh, it's a Pinterest book or something that was popular last year. Okay. Uh, He's we, standing and they're sitting on a bench in front of Venus. Rising from the foam. Uh, uh, we see a shot at the museum where Johnny touches a painting. <laughs> yeah, no, sir, please don't touch that. Sorry. Uh, um, and he's got his blue steel. I keep hitting my microphone again. He's got his blue steel look, right? Yeah. Uh, Everybody's Wings got a blue mural. steel. You know, that, that's, a, that's a good one there. Uh, who started the whole Wings mural thing? I mean. They're everywhere. Yeah, I know. I've never seen one, thank God. I don't know what I would do if I did. I wouldn't take a selfie in front of it, I know that. Well, I I kind of recreated that on my on the old Instagram account that got shut down. I don't know if you saw it. Uh yeah, I did. Okay. Uh we get Johnny eating sushi at Katata. I, I believe that's what it's called. Uh Dragon Roll. That's actually one of my favorite rolls. Um, I like dragon rolls. Um I like um, Boston rolls, though, too, really, really well. 
And I'm more of a, 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 a I have noticed, a sashimi person. Here's a Ooh. shift in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you could go I back to, s- to like some season two stuff. I'm pretty sure you were against the sushi. <laughs> I was against sushi. I was yeah. very anti-sushi. Um, and then I had it. And now yeah. I'm a oh sashimi gosh. freak. <laughs> Uh, I just love how Johnny's making like noises, you know, like it's it's a picture. <laughs> oh dear lord! And then sp- oh god, spitting it out. Please don't spit out. Don't 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 spit out raw seaweed. God, yeah. that's disgusting. Goes. Uh, he he has to get up to go wash out his mouth, and uh, enters Tori, who runs into Miguel. Uh, she asks him, "How did he know she worked there?" But he said that she thought, or he thought she worked at the roller rink. Uh, to which she says that that's at night, and she works two jobs now, and that her mom isn't doing well. Uh, he apologizes for that. So this, uh, I don't know about you, but this tells me that Miguel knew that her mom was at least sick. Oh, I, I have no doubt. I mean, they dated for, you know, th- 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 three months, four months. Yeah, a few episodes. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, they were, you know, they were together and I'm sure they talked about, you know, parents and home life and, and childhoods and, you know, to a certain extent. So I'm sure that he knew, you know, probably because he couldn't even go to her house. Right. Because of her mom being so sick. So also, if you did not believe they were broken up before, they definitely are by the end of this conversation. Yes. Uh, she apologizes for not coming to visit him, that she didn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are doing everything they can to get back at Miyagi-Do, uh, which he says he never really cared about them or Kreese, that he cared about them. Right. And she questions that, whether he really did or used her to get Sam's attention, because we know that she saw them uh, kissing. Mm-hmm. And... That she, uh, I guess she didn't have a choice. Uh, At least that's what she says. But Miguel says that she did. And even though she's helping her mom, uh, she needs help. To which Tori scoffs and thinks, Miguel thinks that she's crazy. Uh, (laughs) Really? Why? Why would you think that? Why would anyone think you're crazy, Tori? You're perfectly sane and reasonable and level-headed. Yeah. uh, He says that he didn't call her that. And she said it's okay because every everyone else thinks that she's crazy. So that gives us a little bit more backstory. You know, like, I don't know if she's talking about Cobra uh, uh, Kai. I, I think this could be before her, you know, joining the show in season two. Right. And also, I think she's probably experiencing the same thing Sam is just from the other side. Right. Which is being the, the girls involved in the fight. All the guys became badasses. And all the girls became the lunatics. That's a good point. Um, Different but yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't give a shit. And all that matters is who wins in the end. Yeah. And they broke up. <laughs> officially, <laughs> broke I up. suppose. <laughs> yeah. Officially, officially done, even though, you know, okay. They've been done for a while. Uh, so we go back to the LaRussos where Daniel and Amanda are having dinner with Armand. Uh, who is really enjoying Lucille's famous chicken cacciatore. Uh, he wonders, yes. I was going to say two throwbacks to season one in this one scene. Um, just the start of the conversation with Armand is very reminiscent of the conversation that Daniel had with him over lobster. 
um, at the country club, and then Lucille and Amanda made the chicken cacciatore in season one right. when Daniel and Robbie got back from the mountain. Uh, it was Sam's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armand won't do business with Daniel, so Amanda offers. And basically, she says that they want Chris out, uh, offers to double the rent, whatever it is, but Armand wants triple. And they just said they just want him out by tomorrow. Uh, to which he toasts to making a deal with one of them. <laughs> right. And how he's going to achieve the triple is they're going to keep paying double the rent when he gets another tenant. Yeah. So the tenant will be paying the rent. And Daniel and Amanda have enough money to blow that they can pay double the rent. And it doesn't impact them. Gosh, but I wonder how long are they willing to pay for? I don't know. Handshake deals. You know, you know how those go. <laughs> I, I we, we sure do. Yeah. Uh, back at the Cobra Kai dojo, Chris looks at a photo of him, Twig, and Ponytail, and we flash back to Vietnam. Uh, they're in the middle of a mission. Chris was supposed to detonate an explosive, but Ponytail had gotten out of the blast area, uh, which compromises their safety and gets Ponytail killed. Yeah. Well, not. It, yeah, it, it gets them all captured. Yes, uh, Captain and then, Turner as well, but Ponytail's yes, the first one to get shot. The, 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 the one person that Kreese pretty well sacrificed the entire squad for ends up being shot in the head by one of the VC. Right. So it was all in vain. If Kreese had just blown the detonation yes it would have killed ponytail uh, but the other four would have been able to get out of there alive right. and as it is they lost him anyway and ended up in a prison camp so right. uh at this point twig shits his pants and we find out that twig is silver yes well in case you missed it when ponytail got shot in the head right the guy who died is not terry silver right yeah so one of those words that we talked about Yes. Uh, see, Armand enters and Kreese, uh and asks Crease to vacate. And if he doesn't, his two large nephews will escort him out. I remember that picture yeah. circulating. That was one of the that was one of the pictures that got dropped early, like okay. on accident on the huh. IMDb. Oh, um, right, right, right. I remember. And I remember because all you could see is, you know, Armand and Eric and Stefan or whatever his, his name is. Um, and they're so big. They're like twice his size. Yeah. They're enormous. And then they they're are. also being shot from underneath to make them even more so. I, I believe one of them even has brass knuckles on. Um, is putting them on. Yeah, definitely. The one on the right. Stage uh, left. Right. Yeah. Our right. Yeah. Uh, Kree says that he had just cleaned the blood off the mat, but oh well. So we know that he's pretty confident that he can take down these two. Yeah, he's not afraid. No. No, fear doesn't exist in the dojo. We, we've seen mm, the wall. No. It's not going to work. You know it's not going to work. It's yeah. too easy. Uh, back at Johnny's, and they're attempting the harness again. Uh, he tells Miguel to focus, says that it's worse than yesterday, that he's not even trying. Uh, he thinks that seeing Tori may have impaired his focus, but Miguel appropriately takes exception and calls out Johnny uh, that they spent all afternoon making him look like someone he's not. And mm -hmm. he says at least he told Tori how things really were 
asks if he's done, or Johnny asks if he's done with his uh, with his hissy fit, or has he given up? Uh, and Miguel replies, "No, you are." And before Johnny could form a sentence, Miguel shouts, "Quiet!" in Johnny's voice, and uh, says, "You let Crease take your dojo. Let Hawk, Tori, and everyone else take uh, your week." Johnny says it was a mistake to begin with, and that shouldn't have brought uh, that he shouldn't have brought back Cobra Kai. And look what happened. And are you thinking that he's referring to Miguel's accident? Um, I think he's referring to everything. Um, everything that's happened in the last twelve-ish months, yeah, um, has been because of him starting Cobra Kai. But it's a lot of bad, but it's also a hell of a lot of good. Correct. And Miguel's trying to remind him that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reminder, uh, oh wait, well I, I like this line too, that Miguel says, "What happened is uh, you you helped a bunch of people and walked away like a pussy." Uh, then he reminds him that he's a sensei, and if he can't see that, he's blind. Mm-hmm. And Miguel is now standing in the embrace. Yay! I love, I, I mean, it's such a trope, right? But I, I love the recovering hero that gets so overcome with one emotion or another um, that, uh, you know, he overcomes the physical limitation Basically, yeah, Um, he he was so emotional and so mad at Johnny that he completely forgot that his legs don't work. All all he needed was Um, that adrenaline to run through his veins. Yep. That. Yeah. And (laughs) and thinking that Johnny was still holding him up, you know, it was probably, you know, good for the 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 mentalness of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because he didn't realize that he was doing it. Um. First, I, I want to say good on Miguel for calling Johnny out on his bullshit yet again. This child has to call this man out on his bullshit entirely too often. Yeah. So kudos to Miguel for that. But I don't think Johnny really heard a word of what he was saying. <laughs> uh, okay. That's interesting that you think Be- that. Because... He obviously had the presence of mind to realize that the rope had gone slack because Miguel had taken his own weight. So he was slowly, really, he was concentrating on letting that rope down yeah. without Miguel figuring out he was doing it. That's true. I mean, he, he heard the beginning of it, you know. He probably yeah, didn't process it. Yeah, he heard the quiet it. and you're a pussy. He, yeah. I, I, I think he heard it, just didn't process the, the, the last few words there. Uh, we skip ahead a little bit and Johnny's looking over... Some of his picks from earlier, and I'm like, you know what? They're all like the same wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's probably gonna, you know, catch on to the fact that uh, it, they were all taken the same day, and yeah, and they're doing a very good job, by the way, of um, obscuring dates <laughs> and such. Oh, interesting. From the screenshots, okay. um, like the delete post boxes up up on top of you know Johnny Lawrence. Um, so we can't see what date he was posting those. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I like it when, you know, we get the little bitty hints and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think when we do, that's, that's, on, that's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when we don't, it's, you know, maybe just because we didn't need to know, or, I mean, that's legitimately where the delete post screen goes. Right. Uh, Johnny starts to reply to Allie's message. He updates her on seasons one and two, but opts to keep it short because it's cooler and it says not much. You? 
Yep. Uh, keep it short, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you I mean, know, it's, it's, it's better said. than the, the wall of text he was going to send her. Yeah. I mean, if you get a, you know, listen to Miguel, you got to start somewhere, I, I suppose. Exactly. I'm not Johnny, but I would have done a more lengthy one. I mean, not this quick response. I mean, you, you kind of want to reciprocate, like, you know, she put some thought into her, her message. So you want to give some of that back as well. You don't want to be too short. You don't want to be too long. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I also like looking at the pictures here, um, especially the one of him in front of the class that first uh-huh. day. Yeah, when when Bert and all them came, I, you know, it's like who took that? You know what? I thought the same thing. <laughs> like, okay. uh, or who took the one of him sparring with Miguel? There was literally no one there but them. Bob the dummy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they just strapped a, a phone. You know, Bob has a security camera in his nipple. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. Johnny's nipple, Bob's nipple. Talk about nipples here. Okay. Um, we cut to LaRusso's auto, where Louie is assisting a woman who is getting her car serviced. Uh, says he's going to hook her up with a very classy Enterprise rental, and that a douche will help her pick out something special. Oh, yeah, yeah. I she looks very familiar. Oh, I this actress here. Oh, okay. But, I thought you meant like we've seen her previously, maybe, but I I, I didn't recognize her. Uh, Anoush, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He adds that Anoush is new and a little slow, and apologizes in advance if he's not as polished as him. Uh, Anoush reminds him he trained him and that he was a garbage <laughs> man in the break room. So, <laughs> is there a garbage man for like? different rooms or like when he first started that was just one of his tasks probably just one of his tasks because that's one that robbie did oh right right right. you know robbie was stocking coffee and tea and you know napkins and all that stuff i'm sure that's what louis did when he started too uh daniel and amanda are overlooking the main floor and think everything has returned to normal uh, Amanda takes full credit for taking down Cobra Kai in one afternoon, and that had she been around in 1984, he wouldn't have had many stories to tell. Right? Except, let's entertain the possibility that, uh, you know, the, the man would have sicked a live Cobra on him when he was 16. This is true. This is true. Yep. Uh, Daniel adds that he did save the dealership and should get some credit. And Amanda says, you'll get more than a little, I, I think. Uh, yeah. And then they get a call from Armand, who says that the deal is off. Uh, tries right. to give them an excuse as Chris takes away the phone and greets him as Danny Boy. Uh, we've heard that before. The look on Daniel's face completely changes. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just talking uh, to Armand. So he, he knows what's up. Yeah. Chris uh, tells him that he can't end a war with diplomacy and suggests he prepares his students for battle because now it's open season on them and him. So a line from uh, the first movie. A snake is spotted and everyone runs. Anoush jumps into Louis's arms and they both scurry away. Amanda and Daniel exchange looks and we get the end snake. Yep. Now, I do have to go back and question one thing. Okay. Um, when Louis was talking to the, the woman that he was selling, was, is this the woman that he was calling Mama Sita? No, this is a Miss, Mrs. Carroll or something like that. Okay, the Mama Sita one was two was two ago, two two episodes ago. Uh, like ish. episode three or something like that. Okay, all right. 
I was just going to reiterate that if anyone ever was selling me a car and called me Mama Sita, I'd like as not just punch him in the nose. Um, but this this uh, this scene right here in particular was dropped on us without context, right? With no warning whatsoever during Cobra Kai's Christmas broadcast the, on YouTube. Like, b- metal. Metal music yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, heavy heavy metal Christmas carols. It was like the same eight songs over and over again, um, and every now and then they would stop and play, you know, some of the the clips we had already seen and the 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 longer trailer and the shorter teaser and all of this, and all of a sudden in the and and there was a snake in a cage and that's what we were watching, um, and then all of a sudden this scene starts. And um, I have my back to the TV and my daughter-in-law yells out, it's Louie. And I turned around and I went, fucking Louie. <laughs> and <laughs> then um, Anoush was there and I was like, wait a minute, Anoush is back? What the hell? Yeah, a little spoiler there. And this, yeah, and out of context, this scene was ridiculous, cheesy, over the top, campy as hell. And I was expecting it to be that. And then when we got here, this is actually scary. And Crease is a certified psycho. Yeah. Completely different in context. And much scarier. So, so do you think the snake was planted for... Basically, after um, Amanda's visit, or do you think, because how could he have known about the deal that, you know, Armand and, and them made, right? Because that was just recently. Right. There would have been no time to have set up the snake. So, you think it was because of the, the visit from uh, Amanda? See, I don't know. Because the kids are so nervous about going to get the replacement snake, right? That it's very unlikely that he had any of them handling the cobra. Yeah. So he would have had to be the one. And we saw Stanley in his cage at the dojo. Right. Um, just, you know, a few hours ago by timeline on the show, just a few hours ago, he was just chilling in his cage. And now he's coming out of a freaking Porsche 911 in the middle of, <laughs> or whatever, you know, in the, in the middle of, of, of LaRusso Auto. I, I would too. It's, it's a very um, nice car. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're supposed to assume that Crease put it there. Or Stanley drove. No? Stanley doesn't have fingers. Okay. Or arms. Okay. Or feet. Or feet. Um, and his drive? eyes probably, <laughs> I mean, it, their eyes are kind of fixated forward. You know, they don't have real good peripheral vision snakes. Um. <laughs> Tunnel vision is, is what they have, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah, you've got a um, reticulated Burmese cobra or whatever it is, spitting Indochina, Indochina spitting cobra. Is that what it is? Um that that's what uh, Dimitri calls it. That it can drive a car. I think we're supposed to assume that somehow or other, Crease 
got that snake into that car between beating the crap out of Armand and his nephews uh-huh. and calling Daniel. Um, makes me wonder where Armand and his nephews were. Yeah. And perhaps he threatened somebody and says, you need, you know, put this in one of the vehicles or else. Yeah. A variety of different ways, but um I mean to 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 think about to think about the whole like process of Crease sneaking into LaRusso Auto in the first place. Um, even though, you know, it's an open business, he could walk in there anytime he wants to if he wants to buy a car. Right? right? He's yeah. just gotta walk through the door like anyone else. Um Johnny tried and that and got busted. Perhaps uh, Daniel and Amanda weren't there yet because of the whole 500 yards thing. Well, I mean, they're upstairs. Does that count? I suppose. I mean, you know, floors and elevators and... I mean, I I guess to be fair, it's it's him that put the, you know, emergency protective order on her, so... Right, so if he he is caught going closer than 500 yards to her... He's the one in trouble, which means that from what we've seen in the teaser, if that if that um, OP is still in force, he's actually breaking it. Right. Because he's right behind her in line at the grocery store. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I, but I don't I don't know this. This could be, you know, all the things that they left open ended in the movie that you could lean into. Uh, some kind of power or magical whatever uh-huh. um, that also had a very real world application. Maybe this is something that we're not supposed to know how he did it, just right. that he did. Yes. It's crease. Right. <laughs> and he was special forces and he can get into and out of places without being seen. And if he wanted Armand and Eric and Stefan, we'll call them. Um, to stay, then they would not be leaving. He'd lock them somewhere they couldn't get out of. Right. Um, and then come back and, you know, do the whole... That man knows how to terrorize Daniel. And I think um, Amanda witnessing it firsthand and seeing the way his face changed when he heard that voice and that voice calling him Danny Boy. Uh-huh. Um think she's starting to catch on just a bit i agree um so that is our recap uh obviously we will try to get out the uh episode 307 as soon as we can uh you have anything else um everyone keep an eye on the youtube channel um i am on vacation from work next week and a lot of things are going to be changing, both on the YouTube channel, um, well, not both, all across uh, YouTube channel, uh, possibly Instagram, definitely Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. whole lot of stuff's getting ready to change, so uh, keep your eyes open for that. All right, and where can people follow you if they want to check out, you know, some of your guest spots, uh, which... I completely forgot. I am on the Karate Kid 2 Minute this week. Um, uh, Had one episode drop yesterday. We'll have another episode drop tomorrow and one Friday, and that is with Matt and Robin. Um, And we are discussing the fight in the garden in Karate Kid Part 2. 
Very awesome. Uh, I haven't gotten to them yet, but I also was a guest on a couple different weeks, and uh, both weeks involved Chosen. But I was very proud of my guest spot where we talked about the scene where Miyagi goes to visit Sato at his place, and, and they have their talk. So hopefully you guys check that out. Yeah. Uh, so where can they follow you? Um, I am Brianna25. Anywhere that you may happen to be your finer social media site, except TikTok, because that one definitely is for children. Uh, um, I have one. <laughs> I repeat my point. That one is definitely for children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Brianna25, Facebook. Oh, hang on. I said it in the wrong order. Brianna25, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Archive of our own fanfiction.net, Instagram, and YouTube. All right. And for me, I'm on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with a K on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a website, Cobra Kai Companion.com, uh, merch store. Everything's in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. So until the next episode, does it mean she's getting hot? Feeling hot? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>